It's time for the No Shot Clock Podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. Now, here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Here we go. It is time. The playoffs are here. Things are awkward now. And they're actually, I was at a playoff game on Saturday. It was horrible. I left at halftime. <laughs> but, um, good kickstart to the postseason. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, I, I, took the Saturday, I took the Saturday off. Took it yeah. off. Wise move. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but now we are, we are right in the thick of it as we broadcast or we tape this podcast. Regional week, Mike, and uh, a year of that we have kind of labeled for the most part as parody. Uh, we'll see if it translates to the postseason. It doesn't always, and when it gets down to crunch time of the teams that make it to back in the day, Peoria, now Champaign, and now we are going to see if a little bit of that parody rises up and provides a surprise or two. Particularly, I think, I think we're both in agreement that could really occur and happen in the regionals, which we're going to focus on mostly in this podcast. Uh, but we'll see if it, it works its way through the three-week sprint of the state tournament. Yeah, Joe, I don't think it will. I think um, I'll just blanket say I think there's going to be a lot of upsets regional-wise, maybe sectional semis and stuff. But if you look at it, the top 10 has been pretty solid. Most of the year in the top five has been really solid. Just kind of jiggling mm-hmm. around a little bit and give your stat, your great stat on. Uh... Yeah. We, I mean, I, I, you know, did my research on the class four, a preview or a state tournament preview and she's had got me off guard a little bit, but in, <laughs> since I asked Mike this question and the, <laughs> the viewers can, or the listeners can think about it for a few seconds as I say it, but how, uh, how many, Seeded teams outside the number one seed have made it to the state finals since 2011. So we're talking about a 12-year period minus the two years we didn't have a state tournament because of COVID. How many teams that weren't number one seeds made it to the state finals? Uh, When when you asked me, I had a first impression there was only one off the truth, but then I lowered it <laughs> and, yeah. and gave you my answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, did you say 12 or what did you say? Yeah. Right. I first thought 15 and then I said 11 or 12. Yeah. And I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Mike. It's 16. I think. Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. 16. So it's 16. Uh, and it's some preview I wrote that's out there right now. Yeah. I've been writing so much. Uh, and the other one, so 16 out of 20 or wait, six, yeah, right. I've got it right here. Here you wrote yeah. it. Um, Go on. <laughs> it says, <laughs> yeah, with the, the nine IHSA state finals that have been played since Glenn Bard East's 2011 run, when they were the number three, have included mm. 30 teams with a number one seed and just six with a number two reaching that's the That's what state it was. Semi. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that, that's my that's point crazy. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. of parody. But basically what it means is Cinderella, the true Cinderella, we've had some state tournament runs. Uh, you know, that the low seeded team that's eight or nine or 11, they get to like a sectional final or, and that is a Cinderella run, but I'm talking, you know, in comparison to the NCAA tournament where once in a yeah. while you'll get that dream team that makes it to the final four. 
it just doesn't happen in high school basketball uh, as much as kind of try to make it sound like it does. <laughs> I, I like to pick wild sectional. Yeah, letters. or yeah. Any, anything, anything can happen with teenage kids. You know, I, yeah. It's just, it doesn't happen. Uh, so if basically if you're a, not a number one seed, and so if you don't have that number one next to your line, it's, it's very difficult uh, to get to. You know, I, I point out even last year, Barrington was a surprise. Everybody around the state sees Barrington in Champaign. Whoa, wow, that's a big, you know, but they were a number one seed in their sectional. They just happened to then upset at that time, Glenbrook South, probably a pretty significant favorite in that super sectional after the year Glenbrook South had. And, but it, it was just, um, you know, a one game upset that got them to Champagne. So we'll see if that, how it works out here in the next three weeks. Yeah. And I wonder if kind of that scenario would happen again, you know, Glenbrook South kind of, you know, they had that huge game against Nutrier, you know, and yeah. so it's, it's kind of a letdown. You don't ever want your super sectional to be a letdown. Well, <laughs> that, yeah, and, and, yeah. And that, and that's like you said, that sectional is loaded. Nutrier is a one seed. I don't think the Nutrier team, as much as I like them, they, I don't think they're as good as last year's Nutrier team uh, that got beat by Glenbrook South. So it, it leaves the door open for maybe a, a team like a Rolling Meadows to catch fire and surprise or you know glenbrook north devastated by the point guard injury to josh friedman and but like you to your point where you're saying whoever wins that sectional will be a favorite in the hoffman estate super against i don't know libertyville stevenson red hot palatine you know one of those schools it'd be the same situation uh but probably a more beatable team in the in the super than last year's so We'll no see. Doubt. All right. And we're going to start it off with Barrington. We're going to go bracket order here in 4A. So I, uh, I right away in the Warren regional, I've got thoughts. <laughs> um, well, you, you know, should. Yeah. It's uh, Warren. If you look at them, you know, they're hosting, they're the eight seed. They're going to open with Mundelein and then it's Libertyville, the number one seed against Zion. Libertyville should be able to win that one. But Warren literally beat Libertyville on yep. January 20th by five. Mm-hmm. And you look at some of Warren's recent, you know, games, they lost to Lake Forest. Okay, they're 11 and 7, I guess, in their last since Christmas, which isn't great. But you look at the losses, they're a good team. Stevenson in overtime, Palatine, Lake Forest, Matea Valley. They do have a Waukegan one. But I mean, for a number one seed to have already been beaten by the eight, they're going to have to play on the road in the regional final. That that could be a little wild. And yeah, I'll double down on that with with another one in that sectional, a regional final that materializes that I, I talked about Palatine being, they are hot, Mike. I mean, they, yeah. they, 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 I don't think they've lost since, I don't know, early January, mid January. I could be wrong. Uh, and they're playing a prospect team that has either beaten a good team here or there or played a bunch of teams tough. And so prospect is in a position you know, normally as a six seed to be a dangerous six seed, it's just Palatine's in the home floor and they're sky high playing ex- as well as they've played all year and, and fresh off that Roy Meadows win. But, you know, a lot of mid suburban league familiarity in that game. Uh, Palatine uh, uh, prospect beat them yeah, uh, so, way back on December 6th by a point and it was at Palatine. Yeah, so. 40, 49, 48. Yeah. So there's, there's a comfort level there. There's a confidence there. 
and a prospect team that has really played a lot of good teams, quality teams. Well, it prospect nearly upset rolling Meadows, you know, mm -hmm. a few, a few weeks ago. And I think, but prospects got, that's a fun regional semi while Keegan's been up and down this year, they're young. That's not a gimme game. Um, even in the regional semi. So the, the Palatine one group should be fun for sure. Yeah. The Barrington sectional, which I don't know if any of us have a lot of long-term hopes for these teams, but it, it's a interesting sectional kind of the, the way things worked out for sure. Yeah. I mean, Hershey's got some wins and, and, you know, obviously Stevenson's the two seed. So uh, I, you know, I think those regional final games, I, I think every single one of them, every single game in the regional finals, all four of them are going to be very competitive. And I did like Libertyville when I saw them. I wouldn't be shocked to see them going or they have size. They got experience. I mean, I guess they didn't live up to kind of my expectations after I saw them the last month of the season, but I wouldn't be shocked to see them in Champaign. I wouldn't be shocked if they could beat whoever comes out of New Trier in the if, long run. Yeah. If Rolling Meadows didn't put a running clock on them uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, they were in a running clock situation, I believe up 30. Um, yeah, that, that that one was alarming to me. But yeah, when yeah. Rolling Meadows hits their shots, you better look out. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Which, which, which you know, which leads, leads us into that yeah. neutral that neutral sectional here with Rolling Meadows as a three seed. Uh, you know, the, the game in this regional it, to me that's that's scary for a high seeded team is Rolling Meadows, just because it's Loyola. And now Loyola has been decimated by injuries in the last two weeks. It's shown they've lost. I don't know, three out of four or three. I, I, Miles Bowen, their leading score, hasn't played in two weeks. They've got a couple of other injuries. Um, we'll see the, you know, the health of, of Loyola, but no one wants to play Loyola <laughs> in the postseason. They're just that team. They, they value the possessions are lower. The, their, their defense and how Rolling Meadows plays is going to be tricky. So that one, it's at Rolling Meadows. And I feel like if Rolling Meadows could get past that one and then they get the benefit of potentially playing a, a Josh Fridman-less Glenbrook North team in that next game, they could get a little confidence, get on a little roll and some momentum. Uh, but they got to get through that Loyola game first. Yeah, I imagine. I think, to me, this was kind of the least interesting group of regionals, which it's an interesting sectional, but the regionals didn't fall for me super interesting. And I agree that, that Loyola Rolling Meadows is the one and, I kind of feel like I'm going to be standing in Champaign writing about how Rolling Meadows took that Palatine loss <laughs> at home and used it as fire. Cause I'm guessing practice this these last few days has been a uh, lit. It's one thing losing to top five teams, you know, like Rolling Meadows did, but yeah. I've, I got a feeling losing that. I mean, that was pain in those kids I, that I was trying to think, I think all year long, that was the most, the pain, most painful lost and the most excited I was to see a team win all. It didn't matter if it was a holiday tournament, the city championship game included. I mean, the looks on those rolling meadows kids faces on their home court when they lost that game, uh, there's going to be some repercussions, I think um, for sure. Uh, yeah. so it'll be fun to watch. I, I, you know, the game too at Glenbrook South uh, Evanston potential regional championship game. I think they'll Evanston Conan's a tricky team in that regional semifinal. Uh, I think for Evanston to get by, but they split this year. We talk about familiarity again, obviously the CSL South teams have just beaten up on each other all year. So that Glenbrook South Evanston regional game at Conant, uh, not taking anything away from Conant because Conant will be on their home floor, taking on Evanston in a five, nine game. 
but I that's a pretty you know that's a pretty good uh, regional championship game. Yeah, kind of stinks. It's a Hoffman. It's a Conan, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, we gotta gotta roll with our uh, host that we have. Uh, next up, we've got Bartlett, and uh, this one I I thought some things were really interesting. I guess I'm gonna go down and start with the Geneva Regional, which I think I will. Which I will. I don't think I will be there. It is Tuesday night. If you're listening and you haven't really looked at the schedule, there's a 1A Tuesday night, but the only Tuesday night action is in Geneva. Everything else is Wednesday. So I expect a big crowd of uh, high school basketball fans in Geneva on Tuesday night. And these games are better than you think. I've seen all four teams. I've seen a couple of them more than once. And I don't think these seeds... Basically, Naperville Central seven and twenty. I mean, that's a gross record. Let's not, let's talk about, especially in this year of parody, seven and twenty is kind of disgusting. But they've got players. They have some fun players to watch. I saw Geneva. I didn't think there. I don't think there's a huge three versus fourteen talent gap like this. I mean, Geneva has it at home, but I wouldn't be shocked if Naperville Central won that game at all. Same with the seven. The second game at seven thirty. Glenbird West is a nice, capable team. I think Glenbard North is more talented. It's just they're young and really inconsistent. You know, you're not sure what you're going to get out of them, but they're 15 and 15. Um, so I think that's a, a weird regional with, you know, 3, 14, 6, and 11. And I think those games could be close and go either way. I do hope the Glenbard North has improved significantly since Thanksgiving when Glenbard West did beat them 56 to 24, I believe. Wait, they have uh, some horrible scores, Glenbard North, yeah. if you look at so, it this season. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've got Glenbard West winning the regional. Uh, Geneva, I feel like there was a hoops report curse. I remember in my three pointer column, I talked about Geneva having the longest winning streak in the Chicago area at the time, which they did. I mean, they didn't lose from. The middle or early December, they didn't lose again until they lost to Wheaton South. But I, I just, they have really struggled down the stretch. All right, Geneva's lost. I think I think they lost five of their last six. Uh, you know, I, I, I like Glenbard West to get out of that regional. Uh, in, in the same sectional, but another team. And, and by no means am I gonna say that Bennett is going to lose. However. Uh, Batavia has played very well at the end. Batavia Bartlett in a regional semifinal. Batavia at the end of the year beat up St. Charles North, which has struggled a little bit by 20 plus. They they took down Wheaton South uh, at the end of the year. They beat we- uh, St. Charles East, which has picked it up of late. So Batavia's had a lot of nice wins. They beat Geneva. They beat Glenbard North. So their only loss since late January, Mike, is to St. Catharines from Racine, Wisconsin. So Batavia is playing without question their best basketball. And then before that, Mike, I mean, they lost to Hinsdale Central in a in a one possession game, I believe. Um, they've they lost to Lake Park in the closing seconds. So they have gotten you know some good wins and down the stretch to build some confidence. And they would play Bennett if they can get by Bartlett in a regional championship. So that one's interesting. And it's especially interesting because if anybody's been paying attention to the last week of the season for Bennett, yee, I mean, they were losing to Joliet Catholic like at yeah. halftime. They won Third that quarter, game by yeah. six. I do think there's something to be said about playing a pretty 
smooth season up to late in the year and you're kind of just like when you're sitting there at 23 and one 24 and one and you're you, totally right yeah it's the only team you know I mean? let down. Yes. yeah and yeah i totally and, and, get and, that. And, and we played kenwood we beat him we've won our league already so i you know i i think this revs them back up uh you know an interesting first round regional game mike uh two really good junior guards who don't get talked about aj levine from York is a really good he hasn't been talked about at all from York he's a 6-2 junior guard he's taken on Luke Williams and Naperville North who we have talked about two really good juniors that were putting up significant numbers uh they play each other in a regional semifinal with the winner getting um Wheaton Warrenville South South, and I you know I I've seen Wheaton South play I like I think Mike Healy's done an unbelievable job with this group more so than even normal uh but that's a beatable team. I I don't know if they'll be able to do it in the regional that North Naperville North York winner, but it, it's a beatable number two seed. So you know you're talking upsets, you're talking like shockers when you see it Saturday morning. You know that would be one that's that's feasible. Yeah, no doubt about it. That that's an interesting uh, little semi sectional semifinal sectional group there. I do. I guess last thing on Bartlett for me, I think. Uh, Matea Valley Lake Park it would be a really will be a really fun regional final game if they both get through. I think they've got both teams have some upside. Both teams have some really good players. It's not one, you know, albeit or a lot of people will look at. And I think either one of those teams can give Bennett a game, especially Matea. Um, but overall, I mean, we've as we said before, Bennett's large favorite here and probably yeah but that, that game you're talking about i mean you're talking about two teams of 20 wins lake park's got yeah. 20 wins matia's got 21 wins uh stylistically they're different but it, yeah that's that's an intriguing regional final um next up rockford jefferson sectional and uh this one is another uh one which i think it would could get kind of wild i've I was yes. telling joe before we started I've seen more. I didn't, I haven't counted because I'm not the type of person that makes lists like that or counts, but I'm almost positive. I've seen more teams this year than maybe any year before. And it's largely because I didn't go to more games. I might've went to less games, but the public league red Northwest was horrible. (laughs) And so all those nights when I normally would have been covering a, a game on the West side, I was out at some crazy like park Huntley, you know, somewhere else. I've seen a ton of teams. So I've seen a odd amount of these teams in the Rockford Jefferson sectional. And let me tell you, I Dundee crown is a seven Huntley's the one I was going through this. I'm like, man, I think Dundee crown could beat Huntley. They got much better size or good. So then I go back and look Dundee crown beat Huntley by eight on Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. They just did. And this is a, that's the seven seed against the one is that they wouldn't meet up until the, you know, the sectional semi. So there's a lot of space here, especially in that top part, I think, um, for some possible upsets. Well, Huntley really struggled down the stretch. I think they're a one in five or one in six down the stretch. Uh, and, you know, right. A lot of those losses came after the seeds. Uh, I'm looking at a team to come out. Of, and, you know, and DeKalb didn't really like the world on fire as a, you know, this is the subsectional where you've got multiple ones and twos. And yeah, so you've got two ones and two twos that I don't think are going to get through. I, I think Rockford Auburn is going to be the team that gets through um, and, and kind of, I guess, surprises some people. They, you know, they're, they're a team we're familiar with in postseason. They beat Rockford Guilford last week. So I like Rockford Auburn to, to get through. 
Yeah, I uh, I saw DeKalb uh, last week against Nikwa. I mean, I could go as far to say, I mean, I, I agree. I, I don't think they're too young, but I think they might be. They're easily one of the top three young teams I saw. I mean, Sean Reynolds, sophomore, went nuts. Mm-hmm. They, they have a really good freshman in the post, some juniors. I mean, this is a really good young team. And basically, any game that DeKalb wins on this playoff run is just for next year. Going to help give them some confidence and some experience. But that, that's a team to really keep an eye on. I think we're going to be talking about them an awful lot. Um next year well and it just opens a door for everyone in this sectional because i you know i'm not gonna you know tap around this point that it's the worst for a sectional in illinois so uh, it's it's the it's the weakest so and then we get to the you know the two the two big ones Um, oh boy you know the saint rita sectional and and hinsdale central sectional saint rita i didn't find quite as many interesting regional tidbits this is it's top heavy. Yeah, top exactly. Because the teams are so good. I think maybe I think the Oaklawn Rich game, the the semifinal, should be one of the better semifinals. That should be competitive and fun. Um, yeah, you know, and Bloom Marist, Bloom yeah. has been hurt with injuries down the stretch. I haven't checked to see who's back, who's not. Uh, but Jaden Watson is out for the season. Yeah, so I mean that's a, that's a big loss. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I we've talked over and over about this Marist team and what they've done and. They've been, I think, one of the bigger surprises slash one of the biggest overachievers. And I I, I think that continues. However, they got to play at Bloom, which is not, which is always tricky. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think of all the, I mean, I I think a week from now, I think the one, two, three, and four seeds all make it through and and get through. Yeah, exactly. This one seems. Seems definitely top heavy. And I don't know, Maris, that's tough one. I've seen both teams a lot this season. And yeah, that's a tough one to pick. I guess it's at Bloom. And it seems like most of Marist's big games this year have been at home because I've been at Marist a bunch. So <laughs> we'll see how they do on the road. Um, Hinsdale Central. I actually, uh, I was at Proviso West on Saturday. That's the game I left at halftime. It was like 56 to seven. Um, they played F- Kelly. 56 to seven? Yeah, I, I believe that was it at halftime. Because uh, I don't really leave games early, but I was clearly not going to write about that. And I just want to shout out the Kelly coach. Jim McNichols is the coach and the kids. I mean, I don't know. I don't want this to sound demeaning, but man, they showed up every day and went to practice. <laughs> went to all their games without a lot of hope there, Joe. <laughs> and I think there's some dignity in that, that they uh, just plowed through because Boy, a little rough over there, but you know they, they gave it a whirl. They tried. They never gave up. Fifty-six. Well, maybe they did in the second half. I left. I gave up. <laughs> I didn't have as much fortitude as Kelly did to stick through it. I wanted to see um, Rajon Roberts, the uh, Proviso West freshman, and it was not the best way to do that since you know he didn't play more than a quarter. But a ninety-four fifteen final, I see between a fifteen eighteen seed. You don't see that all all, all the time. I know. Wait, uh, wait. So it was nine. I didn't even look. So it almost. The second half was the same as the first. Correct. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't like he pulled his starters. You know, he didn't. They were not. Proviso West was not piling it on. They didn't keep the guys in. So I don't know what you're supposed to do. Anyway. Um, well, th- th- this is the sectional, though, Mike. And his, oh, no. His... So, sorry. I forgot my point about that. Um, oh. guess, guess who was at that game? Uh, the the Hinsdale Central East. coaching staff. Not taking anybody lightly. You like that? Yeah. They... Well, they... Yeah, they should be. What do you mean? 
I don't see that anymore, man. I, everybody yeah, gets they, a stream they do, or they do this film. or that. Yeah, Nick Latore but... and Jeff Powers, they, they walked in. They were going to watch that in person. I was I was impressed. Uh, said hello for a little while. But yeah, you do not see that anymore. I used to see coaches all the time. Yeah, it's scouting. not it's not as much, but I think we get to this close. This you know, it's it's pretty. It's a little different, but yeah. I, this 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 sectional has regional semifinal games that are really. I mean, Riverside Brookfield Lane is a really good regional semifinal opener at Lane at, too. At, yes. at Lane, yes. uh, you know the Proviso West team will be playing Hinsdale Central, so that those are that's a good doubleheader. Um, I, without question, to me though, the toughest regional championship game is going to take place in this sectional. I don't care anywhere in the state. Curie, Chicago Curie and, and, and LT Lions at Lions in LaGrange is going to be something. Um, I, you know, Curie obviously is the higher seed, expected to win, but because of the the weird seedings, because the four or five seeds are regional hosts and so forth, the three seed has to play a five seed, which isn't, you know, it's abnormal. I I've written about it. I think I've even talked about it. Chicago Curie has the toughest postseason road of any team in the state starting with a, a LT team on the road in a a which will be a hostile regional championship environment against a team with sits 24 and 5 the division one player Nick Polonowski so it is going to be a a war I think uh, I like here to get out of it but it's not going to be a, a typical three seed regional championship win yeah I've, I'm already torn over that it's clearly the best game and probably where I should go on Friday night, but I've just covered Curie like 30 times. I've seen them so much, mm-hmm. you know, I've gone to the, I don't have a lot more to say about Curie. So I'm not, I don't know if I'll wind up there. And I think I have like some COVID um, PTSD about that lion's gym in the playoffs. So <laughs> <laughs> we were, we talked about, I think last episode, I'm not sure I want to go back there during the playoffs. That was right my, now. yeah. Right. Yeah. Our last game. I yeah, set up with that. I set up with a little cubby hole. Yeah. Up in the up in the that little prep, makeshift press box, whatever. Yeah, not sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, need to uh, jinx that. The the other one, I guess Downers North Proviso East, you know, but all is also really good. There's a lot of really good regional finals around. Um, I don't. I just. I, I don't. I guess Lions could upset Curie. I feel like I don't see a lot of upsets though in these regionals, even in the final. I feel like. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I I I think Riverside Brookfield they can get through Lane. They have enough offensive firepower to hang with and give Hinsdale Central a game, uh, which you know I they got a big man, a six foot eleven Sitchich. It's you know I'm not going to say they're going to upset Hinsdale Central, but anybody who's seen Hinsdale Central and I I really like what they're doing. They're the hottest team, twenty straight wins. I don't expect them to lose. I think they could make a run and 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 pull off an upset in the sectional once they get there. But it's also not a team that's unbeatable. Uh, it's a top 10 team that's Inzel Central is beatable. Uh, but that's, that's probably your your second best regional game. Uh, well, I mean, Donner's North provides a week, so will be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to be good, fun games. But yeah, I don't, I think in these two tough sectionals, that the top teams are so good, both at Hinsdale Central and the St. Rita sectionals, that I could see, I would bet more so this way than I would the other way that all the top seeds get through. 
Yeah, most likely. But the RB, Hinsdale Central, that's more in Tria. I hadn't really, that's over at Lane, and I haven't properly covered Hinsdale Central. RB's got, you know, Stefan Sissick, the big that high school teams aren't yep. used to dealing with a player like that, and the shooter. He gets yeah. hot. Woo. <laughs> yep. Look out. Yeah, that, that could be a fun one. Maybe I'll, uh, I'm intrigued. All right. The Bolingbrook sectional, which, oh boy. I'm, they're, get, they're getting through, Mike. Don't worry. I am. I, I just can't stop. If you, I, I apologize to anyone that's run into me since the brackets come out because I have probably definitely riped to you <laughs> about the Joliet West Romeoville regional final <laughs> with a one verse six. I'm very unhappy about this. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's going to be a hellish game for Joliet West. I think they know that at least. Ridiculous in what way? That a one is playing a six well, in the I regional mean, final. I, I mean, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the state. It's the only one. I mean, it, it's what's the point of getting the number one seed over a whole season? Well, I mean, gonna, the, I mean, the problem is. I know what it's the geography. I mean, I, the, well, yeah. Joliet, Joliet West and Wabansi Valley are both hosts. Yeah. Wabansi Valley is the eight seed. That's who they should be playing. Um, so it's, a, but it works out worse. Cause I mean, Joliet Romeoville is basically a bunch of Joliet transfers, you know, and I, it'll be fun. Yeah. The, the scores were, uh, by the way, 79 to 71 in the first matchup at Romeoville. And it was most recently at Joliet West a few weeks ago, and it was 72-61. Joliet West ended up winning by 11, but it was Romeoville led. Um, so that's going to be a uh, a war. Uh, we'll see yeah. how that goes. Well, a regional final that's – I don't think people are going to view as possible tricky. Oswego East will have to beat either Lockport at Lockport in a 3-7 game or have to beat West Aurora for a fourth time this season. Oh, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, West Aurora has struggled mightily. There's no doubt they have talent. Yeah. And if you get a win over Lockport, get a little bit of momentum, mm-hmm. and then play a team you've lost to three times already. I, I mean, people always say it's hard to beat a team a third time. Well, how about a, how about a fourth time? And, and- you know, they've got Terrence Smith. I saw play well once this year. He didn't have a great Pontiac, but Josh Pickett, I think he's really good. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I know he's got, some, he's got some nice rankings, but I mean, we haven't, have we talked about him all year? I mean, the junior guard at West Aurora. I mean, every time I've seen him, I mean, he's got the look, he's got the, I just, I think he's a really good player. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see him have a, have a great game. Um, and Oswego East is a team that, I mean, they could wind up in Peoria or Peoria. We, they could wind up in Champaign, but you're right. That's not going to be an easy, they're going to have challenges the whole way through. I think one to watch here, a regional watch that nobody's even thought about is this Bolingbrook Wabonzi Valley game. It's you, another one. You, you have got a Wabonzi Valley. You are a fan. Well, no, I was at that game. Wabonzi Valley had the last, it was at Bolingbrook. Wabonzi Valley had the ball and the last shot to win and it rimmed out. What have you seen their scores lately? I have, but I mean, I want their, their, their best player is a sophomore, you know, and it, it comes up and down, but this is, and Bolingbrook was, that's back when they had, were missing two guys with the injuries, but it was at Bolingbrook and it came down to the last shot. This one's going to be at Wabonzi Valley. 
So that's not a complete give me, uh, give me in any way. Do you like how I'm just a huge Page Valley guy now, Joe? <laughs> yes, I just those these and and I was you know Bonsi, she's like look at sixty six to thirty two, fifty eight to thirty five, fifty nine to forty two, fifty six to thirty one. Those are the last four games, all losses. That's that's rough. Yeah, they were a shot away, and it was a beautiful play they pulled off. They'll get that last shot. Of, and I'll go with Nico Valley as well. Um, I'd actually make them the favorite against Lincoln Way East in that regional final. Nico Valley's just, I mean, this might sound crazy and hyperbolic, but I think that was the best I've ever seen a Nico Valley team play the other night. Uh, ever? Yeah. You know, I wasn't really into those 20, those teams that were. I kind of was. Yeah, Ke- I, I, I see Keelan, Keelan, Emilianovich, and those teams back in the. I don't know if you're anyway. Forget yeah, it. but I um, wasn't. Well, the really good guy was the guy who went to St. Louis. Dwayne, right? Dwayne Evans. Dwayne, that, yeah, that Dwayne team. Evans. They yeah. don't have anybody like that, but they got a. I mean, it was what was it, forty-one to forty-one at halftime? They were just scoring right and left. Everybody hitting shots. I mean, well, I, and they, they've they've won seven out of eight. Yeah, and they they beat Bolingbrook along the way. I know. Uh, you know, then they got a, 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 you know, a loss to Matia Valley, but yeah, I mean, I, Lincoln Way East, I think, is one of the, the, uh, the biggest mystery team with the best record. Don't you kind of agree? Oh yeah, I mean, there's a we have a listener, a podcast listener, an equal Val- or sorry, Lincoln Way East mother, who I won't show the name, but I'll say hello to and introduced herself, and I, I mean. Yeah, I, I'm afraid they've been overrated all year. They, but I mean, should, but, they should have lost like, that Bloom game by 15. I was at. But even e- even all their good quality games they played though, Mike, they they they've hung in there. I mean, they yes, they've played Bolingbrook tough. They uh they played LT tough. They beat Oswego East. Uh, so I mean, it's yeah, know, some, sch- yeah. They, their schedule isn't hasn't been daunting. They're I don't think they have a lemon on their. I mean, they even played Hinsdale Central to a seven-point game. I'm looking. Um, They're smart. The yeah, they don't Boston. do dumb things. They don't take bad shots. When the fre- when BJ Powell pay- plays well, they're really dangerous. The, the freshmen. I, I did. Lose, I watched them last Tuesday. Last to um, was the their game when they lost Yorkville. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah Nikwa Linkways toss up. Uh, we, okay, I guess we better uh, last uh, sectional here, which actually I, I hadn't. I don't know how close. I guess you probably looked at it closer than me, Joe. And I don't know a lot about these teams. A lot of them, however, it is interesting. The number one seed Moline, who everybody expects to go to at least the super, they're going to have to play their regional final at Bradley Bourbonnais. Brad- <laughs> Bradley Bourbonnais is seventeen and ten. They have beaten Bolingbrook this year. And that's where their best player transferred from, or whatever. Their big man, Owen Freeman, is from yeah. Bradley Bourbonnais. That's going to be probably a little spicier <laughs> than most people realize. And very much like Joliet West, you know, their possible super sectional opponent, probably not the regional final game they wanted. No, it's it's a interesting one without question. I think the place could be, just because of that drama that you just added, uh, could be a little, like you said, testy. Uh I, I love the Moline team. They got to travel across the state. Uh, speaking yeah, of yeah, too, it's also uh, a drive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. unbelievable drive. Speaking yeah. of drive, poor Yorkville has this great season. They're really the only team in the entire coverage area that's been sent to the middle not, of nowhere. Yeah, uh, they're gonna go to Pekin, 
beat Pekin on the road in the regional semifinal, which won't be easy just after the drive. And maybe knows Pekin. Pekin's a basketball town. And, and then have to play normal. That is a really tough draw for a team that's had such a good season. Yeah, it is. Boy, Yorkville, I kind of stretched and put them in the rankings, and they come up with that big win you were at against. They're uh, definitely very strong headed into the play. I do think the drives aren't great, but those are really winnable games, I think, for them. Yeah, right? I, I, I do. Mean, I, I just uh, – Until they I get mean, to Moline, yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't – think about that. You got to go to Pekin to Pekin and then drive to Moline. It's just a – Horrible thing for their fans and students, but I mean, at least you know, got to go to school every day. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, get right back. I mean, yeah, it's not like they they get the day off anyway. Yeah, that's uh, well, that was uh, I guess that wraps up our four A regional preview. Uh, quick three A, you know, it sounds bad, but we didn't have a ton to say about three A regionals. I think it's gonna get fun later in three A, but I don't see like. We were Joe and I were able to come up with what a handful of possible upsets just in these first two games in four A bracket, and that's not the case in three A. No three A. I you talk top heavy, it is top heavy. Uh, but like you said, I mean, I think you get in some of those sectional semifinals, particularly at Hillcrest. You know where you got Hillcrest and um, p- potential rematch with TF North, or which just beat them by twenty a week ago. Um, I, you know, a Marian Catholic Lamont, you know, those are interesting semifinal games where I think, yeah. you know, the, the one regional game I'd probably highlight would potentially be of interest to me. If, if Lynn Bloom, if Lynn Bloom can get by Hinsdale South on the road, you know, St. Lawrence Lynn, Lynn Bloom offers a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of interest. A lot of young uh, underclassmen prospects. Yeah. And, you know, an underrated game in a regional final uh, that they, it was played before. It was really good. Marmion, who we haven't talked about, and Caneland, who we haven't talked about. Uh, Caneland's had a great season. Uh, some younger kids helping them out and, and leading them to this. And Marmion, if you talk to any Catholic league coach, I heard this repeatedly from people. Joe, Mar- Marmion's not too bad. Marmion's pretty good. Uh, so, and I think Marmion and, and Kalen would be a really good fun. They played, I think at the Plano Christmas tournament. Uh, I think it was a close one. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I just, you know, it, it's just, we got to let this one develop a little bit. Uh, Joe Picars, who took Indian Creek to prominence uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Listeners will remember he is the coach at Marmion and I've never been there, but I hear people don't like playing in the gym. Um, so that they got a bit of a home court advantage too, but yeah, we'll have more three, a talk next week in the sectional preview more than one minute. (laughs) So uh, at least, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody and uh, enjoy the playoffs.